after uh, two failed attempts, we are rolling. Good thing it'll work tomorrow. <laughs> At least it's finally working. Dude. Yes. The bla- Speaking of your background of Damian Lillard, uh, the Blazers are making me so mad. Now, what also makes me mad is they're completely in their right to say, yeah. listen, we're not going to just settle to, to trade him. But also, I do think he's kind of – in a good world, which has happened sometimes in the NBA, he, I do think he has earned the right to be like, y'all, I have been so loyal to you. Let's uh, – come on, send me somewhere I want to go. Okay. But at the same time, I do get it that it's like, listen, you're super valuable – and we're going to get the best we can yeah. if we're going to trade you. I get why they're doing it. It just sucks because he happens to want to go to Miami, and I would love that. <laughs> they just don't have the good pieces to trade for him. Right. Um, they have uh, Hero, which he's okay. I mean, he's fine. But, I mean, look at this year. They played the whole playoffs without him. They actually made it to the NBA Finals. Um He's not a great defender. Uh, they already have, uh, if they keep Anthony Simons, they have him. They have Shannon, Shaden Sharp, and now they have um, uh, Scoot Henderson as well. So they really don't need another right. guard. Like, it would be different if it was like a wing or something, maybe even a better center or something like that. But Lowry's, you know, what's Lowry going to do there? You almost need to bring in a third team that can, and they don't have great draft picks. And if I think about Miami, they're a good team. They're usually they're never really like a bad team, right? So they're not a team I would want to bet future firsts on in comparison to other teams like the Knicks. Right. You know that's a team that sucks. Or I know the Kings had a good year this year, and I kind of expect that to stay true next year. But that's a team I would gamble on. Say I'd take their first round picks because they usually suck. You know they're not a continual like really good team every year, and then. The Lakers are another team that I'd be like, okay, they're good now, but if they're so far in the future, they're not going right. to have LeBron. They're going to have 80. Um, so those are some teams that I would probably, and there's others as well, but I'm just, those specifically, I'd like to have their draft picks versus Miami's, who right. usually is always in the mix, at least. They're, they're yeah. never like far out. So Exactly, which is a testament to Miami in a way, but also it hurts you in a trade. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't have it. I think you get a third team involved. Um, that would be, I think, the thing to do. So, Which I think they're trying to. It seems like yeah. they're trying to get a third team involved and all. So, so yeah, I don't anyways. know how quickly he's... No, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know how quickly he's going to be traded. Like, I don't think it's something that's going to happen in the coming weeks. Right. Uh, it's something that could, I think, play into the regular season. Yeah. Kind of like some trades we've seen in the past. I don't necessarily think it's going to be done right away. Um, and then it was... Uh, the first well, it was free agent signing in the NBA right. as of Friday evening. Yep. So uh, I was out to meet some friends and I was downtown early uh, after going to a game shop to check out, see if they had some old school N64 games. And so I was at a bar uh, grabbing a few, like, grabbing, like a little appetizer and um, uh, a drink. And then I was checking out all these NBA, all this NBA news because it started at 6 p.m. Eastern and, and it was like 6 30, 7 o'clock. No, seven o'clock, I think, when I was there. So I was checking out all the signings. And right now, the the Lakers are a team that's probably going to be, I would say, 
right up there with the Denver Nuggets. I think those are the two best teams right now in the West, just of the moves that I've seen. Because Denver, pretty much, they do lose Bruce Brown, who I think is a big piece for them. But at the same time, they have the core of their group already intact. And I think didn't, that's pretty good. Didn't they lose but someone else? They didn't lose anyone that was big. Okay. Outside of Bruce Brown, which it kind of makes sense. Uh, he got yeah. a lot of money from, from Indiana. I think he got like 20 or $25 million like per season. So it makes sense why he left. But then if you look at the Lakers of just like – what I sent to you the other day. And I think the big, I mean, I would say the biggest signing for them, even though it's a player, they are, it's not like a new player at all was the Austin Reeves signing because yeah. he was a player that I thought at least a team. Cause if you're not familiar with the situation, the Lakers, ha- he was a restricted free agent. And that means that the team can decide to match whatever offer another team presents. And I thought for sure, uh, the Lakers, the most they could offer, I think, was around $90 million for four years. But they could, another team could come in and offer like four for 98, I think. And the Lakers could match it since he was restricted, even though they couldn't offer that. Right. It's a cap thing. And um, so they got him for four years and $56 million, which is a steal. That's $14 million a year, roughly. It might you know, pay out a little differently, but on average, getting him for $14 million a year is, is great. Um, they, and I'm just looking really at the, the picture that I sent to you. They had kept LeBron. They did bring back uh, Ruri from, I think he makes yep. about close to 50 on that new deal. I think 51 or so. Um, Gabe Vincent from you know your miami heat is now with the lakers i think that's a great signing yeah that was um, a surprise for me kind of um, and uh cam reddish uh i think yeah. he's like a nice young talent um they still have vanderbilt they got jackson hayes which he's a good defender like i mean he's just gonna go in there and be like a backup big and then tareem prince you know we'll see i don't i mean he's okay he's a he's a wing he can play some defense D'Angelo Russell was kind of surprising. Just the money. Like he, he came back for like a pretty good chunk of change. I want to say yeah. like 20 some million uh, per year. And that was the one was like the most surprising to me. But that team right there, like they were a team that looked great after the trades. Right. Uh, after the trade deadline. And I think that they have improved. Uh, they're going to be a tough. I mean, even the Denver series we discussed in an earlier episode, like, even though they got swept, it wasn't like a sweep. Every game they were in it, and so right. they w- they weren't blown out every game. No, uh, now they hardly ever led. Yeah, so like you can't. Denver didn't blow them out, but Denver won convincingly. I mean, it was a sweep, but yeah, they did not blow them out. And I don't know if Lakers got that much better roster wise. Maybe a little bit. I'm with you, especially the fact that they kept Austin Reeves uh, was a surprise. But they definitely didn't get worse. Oh, no, they got better. And now they have more time to jail, Mm -hmm. which they, their team for other than, I mean, their team for the most part, they only had together the second half of the season. So I think they'll definitely be better than last year. I don't, you really think. Like Gabe and all that much. I think Vincent's an improvement based on what he showed in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I guess, you know, a backup big that's a good defender. But I don't know. I don't think, I don't see it as that much better. But they definitely, 
didn't get worse. And just the time frame of having a full season together, I think, will show improvement. Well, here's here's the thing, just for Gabe Vincent, and this is what helps playing on a team where you have LeBron and AD. He doesn't have to be better than the third guy. Like, could and if right. we look at the Lakers playoff team, they would have someone that stepped up every night. Like we discussed a lot, right. D-Lo occasionally. Uh, Reeves, there would always be someone different. And if he's one of those guys that just adds to the mix, then right. that's a great signing because he doesn't have to be the guy there. He doesn't have to, like mm-hmm. in Miami, he sometimes had to be the second orbit. Not really the first because you kind of expected Jimmy Butler, but you could expect him. Right. I mean, you could say sometimes like he's the second best player out there. And, right. and I would say in the conference finals, he was their best player, even though he didn't win like conference. It's so stupid. Conference final MVP, whatever. But I thought he was better than Jimmy Butler, especially the last, like, say, three or four games of the, the series. Even though he's not the most important member of the team, I thought right. he he played the best. He really series. stepped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm with you there. Also, we should just say, welcome to Top Players Podcast, because we haven't yes. said that yet. Yes. <laughs> I think my uh, my, knows. my uh, screen is, is Dame Lillard, Dame Time. And yep. I did that uh, last week I did, or the last time we did the video one. It wasn't last week, but the yeah. couple weeks ago we did the video one. Um, for you, Fred I did the Fred Durst, Slim Biscuit, and now tonight, Dame. So I like Dame. Yeah, I think he's good player. I think he may have been too loyal. I think he's been loyal to Portland too long, mm-hmm. and now you know, like they're not. Again, they're completely in their right, but they are not mm-hmm. showing him the same loyalty and respect that he has showed them in saying like, Hey, we'll help you go where you want to go, which yeah, teams do that. Sometimes they don't have to, but they do, you know, and I think they should with him, but it's also just been kind of crazy. There's been so many like, Oh, so-and-so is going to go. Then they're not. Oh, so like you've kept up with it a lot better than I have, mm-hmm. but just watching stuff. It's like, it looked like Kyrie was definitely leaving. Then it looks like he's probably not, uh, um, it looked for a second there. It looks like Harden may stay with the after it looking like he was wanting to leave. Then it looked like oh he may actually stay, and now it looks like he's definitely leaving. Last I saw, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just been a. Brooke Lopez was leaving. Uh, the Rockets say that he actually had made a verbal commitment, and then they were completely black blindsided that he ended up. Staying, saying he was staying with the Bucks, like they said, they were totally expecting him to sign with them, and all. It's just like been a little wild. I think it's all for leverage. Yeah, it's all for like the the so they can say, well, no, I have this contract offer. Like the thing, the crazy thing to me is like the Kyrie Irving thing. Yeah, who was gonna? I think they pay overpaid him a little bit too much. I think it's three years, one hundred and twenty six or something. So I think that was a little too much because, I mean, who was really going to sign him? I would have been like, okay, um, go sign for the minimum or, you know, whatever you want to sign for, the mid-level exception or something. Uh, not the minimum, but the mid-level exception somewhere if you if you want. But here's what we're going to offer. And I probably would have done like a year with maybe it's a team option or a player option. Um, and I get it. They don't want to lose, you know, him as an asset. And, and they really are doing it for Luca. Uh, just because they're trying to build a team, but they're in that again. Right. They, this team's like the the first LeBron run uh, on Cleveland. They just don't they don't have anything to to really build a team there. So. Yeah, I thought Christian Wood would pan out a little more than he did. 
but he didn't they got that. Seth Curry. Seth Curry though, yeah. so I, I do like that signing from them. Uh, I, think I will that, say I'm yeah. fan of that one. I think that will be good. And Seth's played with Kyrie a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. So they were at what Brooklyn? How long were they at Brooklyn together? Was it a whole year? Um, two years because the first year Katie was injured and he didn't play, but but Kyrie did. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I think the pandemic year was the year after that. I want to say, um, and that was probably on and off when they lifted the Kyrie. Like you can play in home games or something, right? But Seth or road games. Seth didn't go to Brooklyn to the Harden trade. No, no, he was. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're so I think right. it's only been. I, I think it's corrected. been about one whole season. Yeah, because, yeah, I forgot he was on Philly at that point. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so I guess it would have been just uh, when they traded Harden. Um, right. And then. Yeah, so one season. Yeah, because he went, to, he went to Brooklyn before that season was over. And then KD went to, I'm sorry, not KD, but uh, Kyrie went to the Mavs before their season was over. So yeah, it ended up being about a whole season, but with the whole like uh, break in between. And I will say, like a season with Kyrie feels like five seasons. It's Probably. actually yeah. it's like dog years, but NBA season, you know. Like, yeah. So um, I mean, there was really honestly nothing that was. I would say I mean, there's a few things that stood out, like uh, and I just this is more on a personal. Like Javon is going to the Bulls now, going back home to Chicago. So that kind of sucks. Like I liked him. Uh, he got up. I thought I got a lot of playing time, except for the playoffs. Uh, I thought I should get a little more playing time with Milwaukee. So, right. But, uh, it'll be interesting to how he fits there because they really don't have a point guard. So I don't know if he'll like kind of get a starting role mm-hmm. with uh, Zach Levine and Demar Derozan, depending on how they decide a role. They resigned Vucevic there. So, yep. But there really wasn't a whole lot of crazy movement. Uh, There's a few things that were like okay, maybe, but right most. I think most of not surprising, but mo- like the biggest news would have been like Dame wanting out. But again, right. I, yeah. it, it's been talked about before. This is like going into like season three of it. So it's not like right. a total, but, like but this is the first side. time he's publicly said, I want out. Yeah. And then Harden, this is like, you know, death taxes and Harden winning a trade out of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not surprising. He wants money and like, who's going to pay Harden? Like, right. <laughs> you're a free agent. Obviously, no one wanted to give you that extension right. or that long contract. So, yeah. Um, I mean, what sucks for him, he's done it to himself, is mm-hmm. he really started looking good this season. And then he was looking, he had mo- good moments in the playoffs. But then near the end of the playoffs, he just disappeared again. He's old. I mean, yeah, he's, just, he he's lost, not what he used to be. Yeah. He lost all the momentum he had of real, like, it was he was looking like the Harden they thought they were signing, and then it just went away. Because yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think it's just because he's old. I think he runs out of steam, and he can. Mm-hmm. I don't think he in a play playing hard a full season as a starter, and then going on into the playoffs, he he wears out. He can't play back to back, you know, like that, and still yeah. be not be what they needed him to be. And he's just not that anymore. I don't know. I I feel bad for Embiid because I don't know what they're all they're going to get in Philly. Look, 
you know, that's, there's talk that they're not going to keep Maxi, and Maxi's been like a really good one for them. So I don't know. Well, I th- I I have a few. My I I I feel like I should mm-hmm. start keeping like a like a post type thing on how they do like in, inside the NBA at the end of the year. They'll, they'll right. kind of like like Ernie does check Barkley. Yeah. So last week I said San Antonio is going to make the playoffs, which I I still feel strongly about that. Whether it be the yeah. play in via that way, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I would be shocked if they don't at least make the eight seed. Um, another one is I think the Lakers after these signings. And barring any serious injury to AD or LeBron, are going to be the second best team in the West. And I don't mean by record wise, because there could be a team like the Kings who are young and they're playing all out. But meanwhile, they make it to the end of the regular season. And then they're, even though they're the number two seed, they're not really the team heading into the playoffs. I think the Lakers are going to be the second best team. I'm just going to say, you know, Denver. But I think the Lakers made a very, very nice roster moves, kind of like the bubble team where they had Caruso and the, all these guys to play different positions and everything and play defense. I think the moves that they made have been very, very great. Um, the other one is I think that by February, depending what Philly would bring back for James Harden, I think we may see Embiid wanting out within this next year. This could be one of his last seasons in Philly. And I say that because what's he's going to be, I think 30. And I think if he doesn't get traded or asked out by the right. trade deadline, I think maybe by the start of free agency next year, it could be like, Hey, this was nice. I appreciate it, but I'm ready to like move on. Move right. me out of here. Yeah. And I think that's, that could be the start of something. So just kind of yeah. depending what Philly does here. I think it's a big, big watch for what they do with this James Harden situation. Yeah, I mean, because I thought they gave away a lot, getting rid of, like, Seth and all. Getting rid of Ben was nothing, but getting rid of Seth Curry and all, too. But but even with that, it's not like Philly hasn't tried. They brought in a Harden, who still was looking good with Brooklyn. Like, you know, I mean, he wasn't happy there, but we, you, we – None of us knew how far or how much a old age had caught up with him. Not really. So I, I feel I like he was on a decline. Yeah, but I feel like he also wasn't playing like the type of like the position and like role that he had in the past. You know, it's like regardless. I feel like Philly's tried to build around Embiid. I don't. It's not like a Dame Portland situation. No, no. You know, like they've tried. I've said before, I don't think Doc Rivers was that great of a coach. I don't think he is a good head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but even with that, you know, I mean, like it just hasn't worked out. I do think Philly has tried, but yeah, regardless, I could see Embiid wanting to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to end up like a Harden or some of these other players that you know, or like a Dame. That it, as good as Dame is, he's now been in the league for a while. He doesn't want to, and B doesn't want to end up like one of those that then, like later on, doesn't have a ring. So. Yeah, and I think like a potential like New York screams to me like that's a city that he would want to go play in. That's a city the team has a lot of assets that could trade for him, right. like draft picks, players. They could really make it worth Philly's while. And I think yep. if there's any, I think that's that's good of them to not make the Dame trade. Because, okay, you're going to have a backcourt of Brunson, 
and and Dame. I mean, that's not. I mean, they're good, but they don't like really play defense. Now, if you give me right. Brunson, you give me Embiid together, and then depending what they have to give up, what they still have left of that core, that's going to be pretty good because Brunson. Mm-hmm. Brunson is like the team. He's like the player of the Knicks. Like even though like Julius Randle's there, it's definitely Brunson's team. It's become Brunson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I I like that team a lot. If they would get Embiid, Mm -hmm. it'd be very interesting to me. I think with having those two, like a little pick and bop. Right. Uh, What else would they have left on the team? Uh, Because they have uh, RJ Barrett. They, you know, for money purposes, you could throw in um, Julius Randle. He might be close to expiring at that point, depending when the trade would be made, but. Again, this is all hypothetical, but oh, that's yeah. a team I really 100%. like to make a move on them that would make yeah. sense on both sides. Also, I mean, again, it'd be that same issue that they're coming into with Dame of like, just like, what do they have to make the trade worth it? But Embiid loves him some Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. they. I feel like those two like get would get along together. And they, yeah. again, they played in Philly. They have a history together. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, throw, there's... Still friends. Jimmy and Embiid are still friends. Like Embiid's made it very clear he was not happy when they lost Jimmy. Yeah. Cause I mean, they basically they went with Bill uh Bill Simmons. They basically went Ben Simmons uh instead of and Jimmy Harris. Butler. And they made the wrong yeah, they made the wrong bet. They, they went bet with on the uh, wrong guy. What's the something Harris? What's the first Tobias name? Harris? Yeah. Yeah, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris over me. Yeah, Tobias Harris over me. Yeah, and it's just like, man, th- yeah, that would be it's still that would be a great team because, like, you know, they play well together. You could always do like a Bam Adebayo type thing, yeah. or yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, again, it's just going to be difficult because it's uh, right. their GM is kind of like will hold out for a trade as we've seen with Bill uh, Ben Simmons. So right. yeah. yeah, he will. He's smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He got rid of Ben Simmons. Yes, they lost Seth Curry, but they got rid of Ben Simmons in the process and all, you know, and like to get Harden, who at the time, at the very least, was still valuable. He's better. He was more worth more on a basketball court than anything Ben Simmons yes. was giving you, which was right. absolutely nothing. He was a net loss. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, there's, but to go back to what you said, there's not been a lot of exciting. There's been more, the rumor mill has been all yeah. buzz. So then some of the lack of happening. I was surprised how much Kyrie got too. But I wonder if Kyrie wasn't going to settle for just like one year. And, you know, like maybe he wanted something more locked, which, you know. I was surprised that L.A. didn't push for him again. Because it seemed like last year LeBron really wanted to push and try to get him. So I'm kind of surprised LA didn't again. I think that uh, they did. They couldn't offer him like a max contract. They could really only offer him like a mid-level type exception. And I think unless, I mean, yeah, he could have played with them last year for the mid-level, and obviously he didn't want to. Right. Um, that's the thing. Like, don't tell me that you want to do whatever you know to win a title if that's not something you're willing to do. And so he did get paid from Dallas, but. We'll see. They'll have time right. to gel again this year. Yeah, um, yeah we'll we saw how, how well it went for Dallas. So for the Lakers, it's probably good he didn't go. Yeah, and plus, they I honestly think they're better with you know using the money how they did. They have you know your 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 three well, quote unquote stars in LeBron Reeves and I can't remember saying that Reeves and uh, and AD. 
So you have your your core there. You have guys that are going to come in and play defense. Like uh, you have a guy in Gabe Vincent who come in and give you a little bit of offense that doesn't have to do it every night, but can do it. And D'Lo, maybe he has a good night. Or right. Rui, I think he's going to get a little more play this year. Yeah, um, Rui, I think, has potential. But there yeah. was a time where you and, you and I thought uh, Aiton showed potential. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still think Aiton's a pretty good player. I just don't think he – I personally don't think he's a max-level player, but, I mean, that's what he was going to make in the market. Right. And now, I mean, Phoenix is kind of stuck there. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'll keep my ear to the ground. Uh, this week, I think towards the end of the week, I'll, I'd have to check my calendar or app, but I'm pretty sure that Summer League starts very soon, like like really soon, like this week sometime. Uh, if not, then it'll be like next Monday or something because it's early in July. So, uh, really looking forward to the first game of the Vegas Summer League, which is going to be San Antonio and uh, Charlotte, who had the top two draft picks. So, looking forward to that. Uh, I'll watch some Scoot if he plays. Uh, I don't, I don't, don't, I haven't seen all the rosters or anything, but definitely looking forward to Summer League. Um, the Pirates have caught up some players and they've uh, gotten a, a little Just bit real better. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, summer league starts tomorrow. Yeah, it's the California one, right? Um, the I'm California just looking classic at always starts first. Yeah, maybe. I'm just. I'm not seeing like what it, if what tournament's called. I'm just seeing the schedule. Miami okay. versus LA at 6 p.m. Memphis and Philadelphia at seven. San Antonio, Charlotte at eight. Oklahoma City, Utah nine. The Golden State Warriors and. Kings at 10. So I'm signing into my, uh, cause I, uh, I kept uh league pass because I know you can get all the games on league pass. So I just thought, you know, uh, I'll just do that. Uh, started. Sorry. It asked me always to like, I haven't been on this app in a while because, you know, there's no <laughs> basketball. Right. So, um, yeah. So, technically, tonight there were games on. Oh, were there? I didn't realize that. July 2nd. Oh, Yeah, wow. this is the first. Wait, wait, wait. I stand corrected. It was on Sunday, but it was showing Monday's game. So, yeah, the California Classic and yep. Salt Lake City Summer League start tomorrow. But uh, Wimbanyama is not going to play in it. I don't think even though it's on at eight i'm pretty sure i've heard he's not going to play in it but i could be wrong um vegas must start on thursday maybe let me see yeah it's going to be on friday actually for the for the vegas one and so that one's going to be on a lot of like espn channels it is nba because i get nba tv with it as well so it'll be on there as well so yeah yeah i'll definitely keep an eye on those um but uh, Pirates caught up some players. Uh, looked much improved. They swept the Padres, which was super surprising. And then they came back and beat the Brewers in the first game on Friday of their series, but then lost Saturday and Sunday. Uh, closer games, but you know, still lost. But uh, so that's kind of like the Pirates update. Um, there's not really much to say about like the the NBA. Um, the MLB all-star game. They didn't announce the starters tonight. So okay. uh, I'm actually going to try to watch the game this year. Uh, I watched the home run derby last year and I'll watch it again this year as well. Yeah. That was, that was pretty fun. Um, 
And then I know you've been watching some national team, and I know you may want to talk about that for a Yeah. Few. So now uh, the USA national team uh, that they looked really good. They played tonight against Trinidad and Tobago. Now, granted, nothing against Trinidad and Tobago, but they're not the most stiff of competition. But the team looked good. So they now are. They've had uh, three. They've had some three wins going into the Gold Cup. Oh no, I'm sorry. They had a draw because Jamaica is pretty darn good. So they drew with Jamaica, and then they won big the last game, and they won big again tonight. Now, one of the things that was cool about tonight is they showed some like young talent. The one player, I forget his name, uh, he. It's like the stuff you see in like movies and in like major highlight reels where <laughs> he's dribbling the, the soccer ball, which is hard enough to like break someone's ankles in basketball, dribbling with your hands, but it's hard in soccer, you know, when you're just on the ground. But he first the goalie came out on him. He broke the goalie's ankles, like literally made the goalie just fall over. And then he went on around the goalie. And defender came up on him, broke the defender's ankles, laid him on the ground too, and then got an easy goal. It was really cool to watch. They ended up winning six to nil. Uh, but it was just there, there wow. was some nice stuff to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I know they played this seems like they've been playing a lot because I know you watched one mm-hmm. what, like three nights ago or something? Right. It was during the week. Well, it was on the, Friday, like, Thursday? Right. So the cause the CONCACAF gold cup has just started so that's what these games are and so like Concacaf is all the america teams not just u.s obviously but the americas north america central america south america so so yeah so that's what a lot of that is and they looked really really good so i'm excited Again, they've been playing some kind of soft teams, but it still looked good. Yeah, it's like Trinidad and Tobago, I've actually seen them play uh, a friendly with the USA. Now, this was quite a few years ago, and so Mm -hmm. it's not – the. I don't know if any of the players are the same right now. They're probably not. But, but yeah, they're just – I mean, again, no offense against them, but they're not a powerhouse. So it was a game that America should have won, but they won handedly, obviously. So that's been fun. And uh, do you have, because that's a really, again, I know we talked about last week that I did forget as we were ending the podcast about the uh, sports, uh, well, the, the NBA free agency starting. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be until July 1st, which is on a Saturday. So I was kind of surprised it started on Friday. I was like, oh, yeah, it starts tonight. Um, I don't have much else in sports today, but it's fine if you don't because uh, we have a lot of music I know we want to discuss this year as we start um, a recap of the first part of the year. Yeah. So, no, I really don't have anything else. Uh, I just realized I never started a timer. So I don't know how long we've been going on this. Probably about 30 minutes, but regardless. I would say probably close to 30, because I think it yeah. might have been about uh, – I don't have a timer on here either. I think it was about uh, close to 11. Yeah, so right so yeah based on when we finally got Zoom working, 
uh, or I finally got Zoom working. It, so yeah, we would go in about 30 minutes. So yeah, if we want to swap on over uh, to side B, I'm with you. I don't have anything else on sports right now. So like the thing I want to make- mention out to our uh, listeners and uh, we're going to do, if, as far as if the plan is still going after this, um, we're going to do like a, a heater episode, which is it's very nice. I don't work tomorrow. Uh, if we're going to do a heater episode as well. And they're usually, uh, we won't be doing it via Zoom, obviously, because of uh, needing to uh, incorporate everything. But we usually try to do about three to five minutes between each song. And then we play the song and we talk about, you know, why we have it on our list. It is a Spotify only playlist, uh, sorry, episode because, um, it actually incorporates the music into the episode itself. So it's like, honestly, one of my favorite episodes when we do it, um, it's different from our normal format and it's great because it, uh, can be as a, when we've done them in the past, it's probably the most, um, re-listenable ones for like me to go back. Cause like, I'll go back sometimes as a test to listen to what we've done, but like usually I don't listen to our whole episodes because one, we've talked about it <laughs> um, and I'll go listen to parts and whatnot, but I will say one, the zoom uh, yeah. little feedback, the zoom sounds great as far as the audio being very even and everything when we do it. So I do like that. Um, yes. But yeah, but yeah, we will uh, be doing that episode. So if you are listening on something that is not Spotify, but have access to it, uh, Spotify, it's free. It's not like you have to go, pay for a subscription or anything it'll be on there to stream and it'll include all the songs we put in there which will probably my guess be probably about like a total of 10 to 15 16 something like that because just kind of depending how many we each pick um i still don't have a definite list down but it's like it's fine because i know some songs have like been pretty good maybe i'll switch it up and just a song i've really liked this year just thrown in as well maybe if it's not a new song i don't know we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. but um, I know you've been contemplating this uh, kind of like halfway point top albums for you so far. And it's been, <laughs> that's what I was like, listen, it's not the full list. It's not your right. final list. <laughs> I was like, calm down. Don't like get the best well, view. There could be something that, that maybe you wrote off this list that makes your end of your list. Because when you go back and like, you know what, maybe that does stick with me now. Or maybe it's something that already came out and you just yeah. didn't discover it until like October or something like that. That right. came out already. So yeah, um, very true. Very true. I think actually for me, the songs was harder. Because okay. I've listened to albums so much in a whole. And then I'm like, wait, what songs stood out? And what about the songs that weren't a whole album I enjoyed? But I know so I think that was actually a little bit harder for me because I because I I so much when it's a whole album, I so much still like go through the whole album. Mm-hmm. So um but either way, yeah, I'm ready to do both. I'm excited for the heater as well. I have right now a total of 12 songs so far. I ne- definitely didn't expect to do all 12 tonight, but that's how many I have so far. And I think yeah. that's a good number. Uh, that's a good number. For the first half of the year, you know, like of the songs I kind of like the most. So, and then there's some stuff that I may like the whole album, you know, that I may get into tonight, even that there's not a, there's not really a single, like a top song of, for me yeah it's tough sometimes like there's like i'm gonna probably i already just know that uh, and i mean 
this is fine to do it here too because you like we were just kind of I'm making this somewhat on the fly. Like I know some songs that I'm going to include, and then I kind of want to get kind of like funky with it and choose uh, some things that I think could because I feel like if I go two on the numbers for me like it'll it'll very much look like what it will at the end of the year and i want it to kind of look like okay maybe if i let's say like for example i pick six songs tonight or something i'm just throwing that number out there it's arbitrary right. maybe three songs i know would make my top even right. now but then maybe i pick a song that i think could maybe by the end of the year maybe i pick right. a song that i just really like so i don't know i just i'm going to kind of do something kind of funky with it tonight just kind of see um there there's a lot of good songs. Like just kind of, I always make a list. Uh, we yeah. discuss this, um, a playlist for every year to kind of see what songs have kind of, uh, either impacted me or whatever, just songs I've really enjoyed. Um, and there's a lot to pick from just as I scroll through here that I could probably, we could probably easily go 12 deep on it. And I'd be like pretty happy with it, you know, for the most part, but I mean, I'll try to get it down to a smaller number than that. Yeah. Um, so first thing, I guess, uh, I don't know, and I, and I said the same thing last year, and it obviously could change between now and then, but I don't know if there's a record. I don't know if there's a record, maybe outside of one that I would say, I'm going to say like a, an impact because I always look at it in the grand scheme of things too. So not just this past year or, or, or this, you know, what we've had so far, but also that I feel like that if I did a decade list, like for sure, like, okay, I can definitely see this one on here. Um, well, one thing, sorry, I don't want to like yeah, you're good. completely throw you off, but just one thing real quick before we dive into the albums, was there anything that released this week? Yeah. That we could get rid of now not get rid of it that we can mention <laughs> now uh, before we dive into the albums. Cause I have one thing, the just yeah. one. I mean, I have a few things. Okay. Um, well, first off, and again, I listened to it two, three times on Friday. I haven't had a chance. To, it's been a busy week. So I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it since then. But Amberlynn, one of my yeah. favorite bands, that's uh, my one <laughs> released a brand new EP this week. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, if that makes sense. And I feel like that maybe it's because I was I was doing a different job at work to where I was able to put headphones in all day. But I don't know if I was, even though it's my favorite way to do it, I was more actively paying attention to numbers because of the, the actual task I was doing. And I don't know if I was able to, if I gave it more background uh status then like i'm listening to this but i'm also doing my job because i can listen and pay attention and still do my job whereas i was trying to get all these numbers and everything right as i was doing right. like these different devices right so i don't know how i feel about that even after three listens i don't know if i like really like it i don't mind the sonic direction it's going it it sounds kind of something that there's some definitely some hints of lowborn and the last ep kind of like um kind of marinating with this album sound so it's not like a departure of their sound or something new to me um 
even if there's some different things in it. So again, that's going to be one that maybe I'll pop on tomorrow as I get ready and whatnot. And I can really kind of give more attention and focus towards it. And maybe it'll hit, hit me differently. Yeah. So I, I don't dislike it, but I can't say I'm like wowed or mm-hmm. super blown away by it. Nor do I, like I said, I don't hate it either, but it'll be interesting to see the more I listen to it, how it uh, stacks up for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I uh, I've listened to it about four or five times, which it's easy when it's uh, also an EP, you know. Oh yeah, it's like the whole thing more. It's five songs. Uh, my initial response was, "Sounds like Anne Berlin." Yes, it shows them trying some new things for sure. You know, like we had the one single "Lacerate" that we had already talked about that came out a few weeks ago, and. Uh, that kind of surprised everyone because it starts with um, Christian, the guitarist, as on lead vocal, and then Stephen Christian, their singer, can't, comes in later, and so that kind of surprised the people. And it's a little bit on a heavier side. It was some of the like kind of like heavy synth, but still being really mu- very much a, a mm-hmm. rock album, really aggressive that we saw in. Um, Silver line, silver line, right? Wasn't that name of the last EP? Yes. Okay. It was, yes. Yeah, second guess myself. So we, we got some of that in Silver Line. Uh, so, kind, so everybody already knew, okay, they were keeping some of that sound. So they tried some new things, but then it very much, like you mentioned Lowborn. I think it's very reminiscent of Lowborn. I think it definitely, it sounds like Anne Berlin to me very much, while still showing them kind of like experimenting and kind of growing. So I really like it. I'm not blown away either. I do like it better than Silverline. I like it better mm-hmm. than that, I can say. And even like on the last track has a much more 80s feel and they even bring in like some brass. It's still like, okay, it's got a very 80s feel. Amberlynn's always uh, dipped their toes into the 80s. Like they've covered the yeah. cure. They've covered like Tears for Fears and all that, you know, like, uh, I think, I think they did a Sonic Youth the Smiths. song. The Smiths, the that's Smiths. what it was. Yeah, they did the Smiths, you know, so like they've always had a bit of an 80s feel. So, yeah, I think this very much shows them start like really just like pr- really doing a better job of seeing where they want to go growing more so than Silverline did. And I didn't dislike Silverline. Uh, but it was it wasn't as cohesive as this was in my mind. So I feel like this sounds more like an Amberlynn record, while still uh, showing that they are still like progressing and growing as a band. So I really like it. One thing I do want to say about it is the, the songs on this I noticed sound kind of big, and I get Silverline with that too. I'm again. Even though, like, Amberlynn, like, I, I know I'll get to see them, but, like, I, they're, like I said, really moving up my list because I really want to see them on a big main stage and these songs sounding bigger. I want to see how they are basically translated live on a massive stage. Uh, and I feel like they're going to get a chance to do that at Furnace Fest. So I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see how these songs sound live because with the right. synth and, and the drumming and how everything, how, how, um, it just sounds big. It was the way it, it sounds like it's made for like uh, at least a, a like a smaller arena or something where right. you could play these songs or a main stage. And that's kind of yep. I'm excited to see where where they go with yeah. those, that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. 
it's good. Like Banshee is a good track. Animal mm-hmm. seems fun. I mean, I enjoy the out. I enjoy the EP so far. I'm excited of where they're going. Uh, but yeah, that is that's the only thing I have in releases. I have one other thing that came out, and sure. I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into it too much. I'll get into it a little bit. Um, uh, Olivia Rodrigo dropped a new single called Vampire, and I really like it. Uh, it's not. The, the what I really like from it is uh, she worked with. I want to make sure it was the same producer because it did have. It sounded like it was in the same vein, sonically as the last album. Like a lot of the same production kind of sounded similar. And I was like, I wonder if she worked with the same producer on this new album that she did the last. And she did. Uh, so I like that aspect of it. Um, the song itself, by any means, isn't like amazing or anything. Like whereas I think there were some things on. Um, specifically the song driver's license i think is just excellent just as a song itself and the way it was executed uh and i'm not saying it's that level or thing but it's a very good like first single here's like dipping your toes into the new album kind of deal uh i like what it i like it like the like how it builds throughout um again i don't think by hearing the song and kind of going over the lyrics and everything the past you know was now been three days uh I don't think it's going to be the best song on the album by the time you hear the whole thing. At least I would, you know, obviously you'd hope that, (laughs) Uh, but it's still a really good song and I like uh, what it is. So uh, I still haven't pre-ordered it yet. I know you would send me the pre-order link and I'm still debating on it. If I'm going to pre-order it or, or just kind of hold off Um, all the variants that I think are pretty much announced now. There's nothing like that's super like, Oh man, I got to have that one or anything. So I might just hold off and kind of just hear how the album sounds when it comes out in September and kind of go from there. Cause it's only like two months away at this point, two and a half months. So, but yeah, that came out. Um, but I've listened to it a lot. So obviously they did something pretty good with it. If I'm just like listening to this song so much and not just like out of, um, not of like trying to do it for this podcast or anything like that. It's like, I want to hear it again for whatever reason. So they, they're doing something right there. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to dive into some albums then? Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I still don't even know which ones I'm going to talk about for sure. (laughs) Uh, but I keep a running list, uh, Mm -hmm. every year. And, I guess I'm just taking the lead here. I'm going to say uh, the national, the first two pages of Frankenstein is probably a noun that's going to make my end of year list. And not just because it's the national, I listen to them so much, which um, I use Spotify stats for Spotify. And I actually uh, did the lifetime subscription to it. So I can always get my stats like in any form that I want to, I like stats. I like numbers. If you listen to this podcast and the numbers I know for sports, it kind of makes sense. It tracks um so you can check like your top artists for the last six months and no surprise <laughs> uh for for anyone listening here so it's the national and this is for this year so it'd be like maybe like a day or two shaved off since it's like july 2nd still but the national beach house daughter radiohead and always and that kind of tracks like all five of those but the reason i think i like this national record so much right now um, and I'm not going to jump into any specific songs or anything in case I would bring one over into the playlist episode that we do the heater, but I really like 
how descriptive the lyrics are. Every time I hear it, that's what really stands out about this record to me. So there's a song and let me pull it up here. Um, but he talks about, and again, like I, it's not all these are based like in uh, in nonfiction. A lot of the times they like they step in they step into like nonfiction type things or just take like a story element and put it into the song. But uh, I want to say it's a New Order T-shirt. I feel like it's that one um, where he talks about like something someone like this this woman removing her black flats, and I think it's you know obviously like a there's some kind of like romantic connection there and her removing her black flats. And that's just like a line that's very weird. Like just, you hear it. It's not like it does nothing that sounds outstanding or anything, but I just like how all these little tiny details, um, about someone or about a relationship or something that make it into the songs. Uh, and I think that's just some of the cool things I've liked about this record a lot. And they worked with a lot of different artists that I think both of us like, um, and Sufjan, Phoebe Bridgers, Dale Swift, um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that was a like featured artist on here. Uh, I know Boney Bear did one as like a like a B side for the record, but it's just a really good record. Uh, again, I like the National, so I'm not trying to be biased or anything about it. But the lyrics have really stood out to me a lot about this. Just like the tiny details uh, are kind of like a phrase that comes to mind when I keep listening to these songs and everything, and and I hear them and I just like kind of think about them as you know. I'm listening to this album. I think I, I noticed like all these tiny details uh, put into the lyrics. And I think that's why this has been such a standard record. I'm not saying it's always something amazing or mind blowing because sometimes you can have that in a song lyrically. But for me, it's like these tiny details that I may not think about like in life in general, even if like if it's a comparable situation, but just like, Oh man, I never kind of considered that and then kind of turning my attention to mirror, not like the same, but like looking at my life and saying, okay, where, where are the tiny details of my life or things that I notice or something like that? So that's, I think one thing I've liked about this album and why I, I would imagine it makes my top list at the end of the year, but I would say it definitely makes my first half because it's been an enjoyable listen. Uh, and again, it's a net record when it first came out that I wasn't like, Oh man, but with, so many plays and everything of it has tremendously grown on me in the last couple of months. Yeah, no surprise there, you know, for anybody that follows you. Definitely not for me. I know how big of a fan you are of them. And I think you have mentioned that line, like really getting, like really like getting to you, not getting to you, but like you really noticing and really enjoying yeah. how that kind of detail in his writing. So that's really cool. Yeah. I could definitely see that making your list at the end of the year too. I mean, even though I've made it clear, I've joked about it a lot. I'm not a huge fan of them. They're, I mean, they are, they're a band that people, anytime they're putting out something, people are going to be anticipating it. They're a big band for a reason. So, so yeah, no, I mean, he is a great writer. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the reasons. I just don't fully get into them. I've gotten into them before. But he is. I, I have no problem admitting that. He is a very good writer, and they are talented. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with, one, with an album that I don't know for sure it will be 
my top 10 to start, but it's definitely still there now. Uh, I do. I really like it. Uh, it's one of those that I know I'm not going to have like a, cause I've listened to it a bunch of times to see if there would be like a single, like a song. And to me, mm-hmm. it's more the cohesive album, but Zulu, a new tomorrow. Okay. Really as a full album, I can't pick out like a necessarily a song that to stand out as a single or like, but as a full album experience, I really, really like it. it's heavy, you know, like, when I first when I listened to the earlier stuff, there's a lot of '80s hardcore in it, and there still is. But one of the things I really liked about this album is they slow down a bit, and so mm-hmm. it's a bit more dramatic, which kind of makes it feel a little bit heavier. But you know, it's like first off, it's very much a hardcore band out of Los Angeles. They call it uh, power violence, which is more like <laughs> I mean that's a subgenre that's been around for a while, but like. Mm-hmm. It's a little, not every, you got to already be into hardcore to hear power violence. And I don't necessarily get, understand the difference, uh, but it's there. Uh, the, the band is all black. And so a lot of the content, I can't necessarily say I relate to, because a lot of the content on this album is addressing uh, being a, a black person in America. And, but it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's really powerful. It's really heavy. And I, they also like blend in a little bit of, of, of like reggae vibes and some soul into it as well. They even do like small, almost like skit stuff that's in rap albums. I feel like it's not in rap albums as often as it was in the 90s. In early aughts. In early, early aughts, aughts but it's too. still a thing. You're like They still do them. Uh, but that's in there a good bit. There's even like a rap track on it. Uh, but I really, really like the blend. Similar to how like last year, you and I really enjoyed Soul Glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very much, you know, a much more of like a punk band uh, that is addressing uh, uh, the life of a of, of black person in America. This is a very much a hardcore band leaning into on the, this album a little bit of uh almost metalcore uh, but it's so much fun while all, and being very hard hitting and i just like i like how they blend the stuff makes me think a little bit of bad brains who hardcore band that all from like the 80s that blends in some reggae with them so it's a really good one a new tomorrow yeah that i right now it's on my list will it stay we'll see but i definitely enjoy it and i'm Have excited you- furnace fest because they're playing yeah they're a band that i have on my list to see there even though i have not been a big fan of that record itself i still want i'm still i still want to hear how they sound live in a way and so my question to you is have you listened to the spotify live that they put out like it was like a spotify singles and usually they're live um or you know done in a studio two songs usually one cover one original um very different sounding than the album, but really in a good way. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, I don't, it sounds like they have other singers to where it almost sounds like soulful or something in a way as well. I would highly recommend checking out again, two songs, but okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard that and was like, wow, this is way different than the record. And I got, I was really intrigued. And that's what 
kind of has captivated me about them so far. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. And I mean, they definitely bring like a soul element, but yeah, not. Uh, it's still very much a hardcore album, but no, I'll definitely check that out then. So yeah, Zulu, they're good. Uh, the next one I'm just going to throw out there cause it's like a no brainer. Uh, this one I can tell you right now is going to make my end of your list. And I'm super excited because, uh, I know, you know, for the most part, I usually watch CBS Saturday mornings, uh, where they have, for the most part, it's indie, but it's like varying degrees of indie, uh, where, you know, I've, I've the nationals on there and that's kind of what re kind of, uh, I would say, I'll say invigorated my uh, love for the national. Cause even though I've heard of the national listened to them prior to that, uh, it was like the first time really getting to hear them. But um, this next artist is going to be on in about two to three weeks. I can't remember which, uh, and they're going to do a Saturday sessions. Super excited for it. Uh, I've heard one song live already that was done on Jimmy Fallon. The artist I'm talking about is blonde shell. Uh, I believe the album is self-titled as well. <laughs> I feel like I should know that, but uh, it, it's, it is. It's probably going to be one of my top releases, and this is the one that I think that you know could potentially do it, like make a decade list. Just, just you know, obviously exploring it. I've just listened to this record a ton. Um, nine songs. Uh, towards the end, you know, I may lose like on a track there, the one of the latter tracks of the record, but for the most part, it's. It's a very, very, very good album. Uh, I think for this project, a very strong debut. Um, an artist that I would like to hear how they do these songs live because when I saw the Jimmy Fallon performance, I thought it was very, very good. She did Salad. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Worth your time. Cannot wait to see the Saturday sessions in a few weeks just to hear how the... Because they normally do two songs and then one you can stream online exclusively. So... I should be able to hear about three songs from her. And I would love to kind of just see how, again, she brings it to a smaller stage, no live crowd or anything. I just kind of want to see how it goes. So um, it's a record that is witty. It has a little bit of that like nineties alternative angst, kind of like hole or garbage. Um, it's kind of like, we'll call it like the 93, 94 to like 96, maybe veering into 97, but like 96 kind of like, indie all really alternative kind of like i know you mentioned alanis um alanis morissette uh jagged little pill which again i'm not listening to the album a ton i know the singles but it definitely has that little bit of like kind of angsty to it uh but it's good it's it's definitely it's definitely worth your uh the time you'd spend listening to it and so i'll kind of leave it at that right now yeah it's good i i don't even know what made me check it out i think Cause I, I, I listened to it. I think just because it was a new release, and I saw that Tone Vendor also had it on in the store. Because every Friday they tell they put a post on Instagram of release new releases this week. So I saw it, and I was looking for something to listen to at work. So I was like, you know what? I'll check out this Blonde Shell. And honestly, in my mind, I was thinking like so many like female artists lately, you know. So like. I feel like I'm almost going to be in a rut, but you know what? I need something to so I'll check it out. And then like, I was like, this is pretty good. Tyler will really like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I really like it too. It's, yeah. a, it's, it is, it is really good. And yeah, the way 
I'm very proud of the way I described it to some friends. Uh, just a few days ago, actually. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> we were talking it. about this in the group chat as we were as you were trying to get your list together. Yeah, it was on I think Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. So or, mm, I, I feel like it might have been Thursday or something, or maybe Friday. Yeah. So the way I described it was. If Soccer Mommy or Snail Mail got pissed off for a whole album and got high on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Because like Alanis Morissette, that's such a wild, definitely a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. That album is very aggressive, very blunt at times, no hold back. I'm angry, and you're going to know why. Uh, Dave Coulier. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what uh, Tyler's talking about, Google it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, and this is it too. Like the whole album's not angry. And that's why I say also like Snail Mail or Soccer Mommy. You know, it's not that heavy. It's not that aggressive, but it's definitely on the more aggressive side. It's definitely got some of that 90s feel like you mentioned. And then it is really good and it is very witty. So yeah. It's so I mean, and even though it's under the moniker Blonde Shell, from everything I've read, seems like it's basically a solo artist, just like Snail Mail and Soccer Mommy yeah. is a is this is the one solo artist. Uh, so you know, it's good. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? No, Mm-mm. I'm trying to keep. I, I'm trying to be brief because I know, right. especially that one in particular is something I'm probably going to talk about at the end of the year. So right. I don't yeah. want to waste everything on it now. Just kind of do be a little brief with that one. Yeah. Well, I'll add just a tiny bit more because it very right now it very likely could be on my end of the year too. So, um, and that's a good way for us to save some time anyways. Uh, I, I like how witty she is as a writer. I like the aggressiveness and but what I realize every time I listen to it, it's like, oh, there's some stuff that's still definitely a little more subdued. It's not all aggressive. Like mm-hmm. she shows layers as mm-hmm. a writer. Whereas um, you know, to, to use not as a knock, but like Phoebe Bridgers, for example, our listeners know we both love Phoebe Bridgers, but she she usually gets kind of aggressive on one or two tracks, but all in all, she's not really got she doesn't have an aggressive, more aggressive album. No. And that's no. fine. Uh, I'm not knocking it by any means. But other than uh, the last track on Punisher, which gets really aggressive, she doesn't do that a whole lot. And so I like how this blonde shell seems very cohesive. It's not like her trying to sound heavy here, trying to sound soft, but... And since so much of it is so blunt and so aggressive, I'm always kind of, so far, every time I listen to it, I'm again surprised. Like, oh yeah, it's not as aggressive as I thought. But it's very cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's able to like traverse uh, all of that and still have a very cohesive sound on a debut album. Like, it sounds better to me than what I would expect from a debut album. Yeah, sure. So yeah, that's on my list too. So of uh, Blonde Shell, self-titled. So 
Yes. It's, again, I'm a big fan of it. And that's one that I think that is probably a contender uh, right now for album of the year. Um, I guess the, the other one I'll mention, uh, there's, there's a few other, I think they're pretty good. Like, um, and I'll, I'll be like, again, I'm, I'm trying to be intentionally brief for me personally, because any of these albums that make it the end of the year, <laughs> I don't want to be basically repeating everything, but I'll just, uh, the easiest one for me to knock out is the boy genius record, the record. It's what they called the record. But, um, it's a record, no pun intended. It's an album that has grown on me since it's come out. Not that I didn't like it when it first came out, but uh, the songs, uh, even seeing them live, as I mentioned uh, when I recapped, go back and listen to my concert experience with them last week. But um, more songs that even like I've heard them on the rec- like the album, but I'm intentionally not calling it the record. Uh, but I've songs that I've heard on the record, and they're fine. But then live had like a different life to them. Uh, it was very, very unique. And it's such a strong record the more you listen to it that it's one that it's probably going to be somewhere in my top 10 at the end of the year. And that's what I've noticed. Like the songwriting is very stru- uh, like very strong. They still, the, they work so well as a band together and yet bring these individual pieces that they're so good at or perspectives uh, to this project. And I think that's, what's really cool and special about boy genius is because they all do songwriting a little bit differently. I think you're one of the first people that really noticed that and pointed that out to me. And they all bring that to boy genius and they're different playing to boy genius. And it's so cohesive and it's probably because they're, they know each other so well and they're friends and they can just make music together, but it's very cohesive. And it's just like all these pieces you love about the artists individually. It's like a, it's like a, is it, um, is it Power Rangers that had the, they had their individual thing, but it made the big creature. <laughs> yes, but they stole that from Voltron. People as old as me know. Uh, I love that I just compared yes. Boy Genius to Power Rangers. Please tag <laughs> them in that. Um, but yes. uh, <laughs> they combine all their parts yeah. to form one. They combine all their robots. They're separate robots. In the yeah. case of Power Rangers, initially they were. Yeah. Um, Phoebe brings her queef urban. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, so they played. Um, you have to explain that. You can't just drop that and not explain it, but you got to explain that. <laughs> they played this uh, show dressed like in uh, their drag character names or whatever. Yes. And her Phoebe's was Queef Urban, and it just made me laugh yes. so hysterically. So, yeah, they they each bring their own individual pieces to the this project, and it's it's again very very nice. And uh, it's a it's a an album that's probably going to be my top ten. So I'll, I'll I'll be brief about it, but that's what I like about it. That's why I think you should at least give it a listen right now, for the most part. All right. Well, for me, I'm going to once again just follow off of you. Uh, um, <laughs> because, I mean, there's no reason to bring it up later. Yeah. It just makes sense. Uh, not all of our stuff is going to do this, uh, but definitely not at the end of the year, but even for right now. But the record just is such a highlight of them. Mm-hmm. If you did not know the, their solo work, it would just be a great it would just seem like a a great band 
you know, it's like, oh, wow, they all three can sing really well. And these songs are really good. And oh, that one like really plays guitar really well. Cause Julian Baker, you know, is more of like, she really, sh- that's one thing she really gets to show her guitar on this. Cause she's mm-hmm. not carrying all the songs vocally, um, like in her own solo work. And a side note on that is uh, in an article I read, I believe for Rolling Stone when they are featured in it, uh, she was the one that was really uploading a lot of the guitar tracks to their shared cloud or wherever they're, sh- how they're sharing music with each other. So, so yeah. 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 I mean, it's clear that, I mean, and then you look at a lot of the pictures and a lot of their pictures of the, and the videos of them online, uh, neither Phoebe nor Lucy even have a guitar. I'm sure they played guitar some when you saw them, but all, the whole night, all three played guitar, except for okay. like, there were parts where like maybe they each did ended their mm-hmm. own individual songs or right. they would step away. But for the most part, all of them were playing an instrument yeah. for we'll call it 95, maybe as low as 90% of the yeah. night. So, yeah, which makes sense, but I haven't seen a single image or video where Julian is not out there on guitar because that is that's something mm-hmm. she brings to where, um, you know, that kind that's a little different from the other two. Uh, but anyways, one of, that's one of the things I love about the album is that they would just be a great band. Uh, but then, you know, their solo work. And so you get to listen to the record with that point of view of hearing what each of them bring. And I listen to it and I try to like tell like, okay, is this a Phoebe? Do I think this is a Phoebe song or do I think this is a Julian Baker song or do I think this is a Lucy Dacus song? And to be completely honest, what I came to realize was it's not that easy to tell. Some of them do little, seem a little more storytelling. So I assume that may be more Lucy some of them I feel are, you know, a little more like maybe Phoebe or a little more Julian, but it's really not that easy to tell. Uh, but I like doing that. It's just, but it, it's so good. It sounds like them, like they're not going to blow your mind on this album, like sound wise. I wanted to just add to that part you were saying mm-hmm. on the EP, it was very easy to notice kind of whose song it was because they kind of took the lead. But in this one, it seems like they kind of intertwined more on yes. the songs to where even though it may feel like a Phoebe song, but whoa, Lucy's bringing her song, right? Storytelling song or like to mm-hmm. this song. So what? So it seems definitely more intertwined. Yes. No, I agree. I definitely think so. Uh, and it's just, it's so well done. It's right in that kind of like modern Americana, indie, you know, like, it's hard to judge. It's hard to really place that genre right now in some degrees. Uh, but it's just, the songwriting is so solid. They're all good lyricists. They do music. They uh, put their music together. Well, it carries, it it keeps you entertained. Uh, and one of the things I also noticed that I think is kind of interesting and I, keep meaning to like research and see like, obviously it's intentional, but kind of like if they gave a reasoning behind it and I haven't, but they refer to like the male pronoun a lot in their songwriting, which I definitely think is intentional referring to themselves as that. Like, I mean, one of the songs, not strong enough. The the line is not strong enough to be your man, Mm -hmm. you know, but they do that on other songs too. Um, 
where they refer to themselves as that. So I just kind of think that's another interesting thing. But overall, it's while it's everything kind of like I expected to be, that doesn't lose any of the luster of just it's just such it's like it's produced really well and the songwriting is so good uh, that yeah it, right now it's definitely in my top 10 cool yeah i mean it's again it's it's a, it's something that i've really enjoyed since it was released and it's only grown on me since then um I'm going to take another easy way out for me because I have a few in here that I don't think I'm ready to say for sure, sure yet, but I feel like this one will probably be on there. And it's, it's an album that came out, I think January or December. So it's still, this is going to be on my list, but, uh, um, I got to look up the album name because I don't remember it. Uh, okay. There it is. It's pretty easy, but, uh, it's an album I talked about when we were doing our year and stuff, but, uh, SZA. SOS, the album, which I'm surprised I forgot. I haven't purchased that on vinyl yet. That's something I need to do soon. Because they had pre-orders and it was all black records, so I didn't really care since it was like a certain variant. And now I can, I mean, I can get it. I just haven't yet. But That's I right. really like that album a did lot. It, did they ever do a color variant? Mm-hmm. Same okay. than black. Yeah, because I remember you were waiting because you thought they would probably would at some point. Yeah, I figured somewhat. No one. Not no retail or anything. It's always just been a standard black pressing. So um it's an album that I think is is very, very good. Uh I liked her first record. I thought it was um and that was her debut record, uh Control. And when she released this album at the beginning part either the end of tell end of last year, beginning part of this year, it's just an album I couldn't stop listening to. Um very, very good. Just some strong parts. Uh excellent songwriting uh again yeah it's it's a record that i would be shocked if this this is one i think this and blonde shell of the the four i've brought up so far are this and and blonde shell rather would be very surprising if they're omitted from my end of year list because i feel like this one was definitely a strong contender uh for sure um but yeah I've, i've really enjoyed this one a lot and yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for that record because I feel like that this one's going to have some individualist potential. But it, even though I haven't listened to it nearly as much as I did at the beginning part of the year, and I think it's because I listened to it so much for like the first couple months of the year, uh, and it was really the only album out that was just dominating my years uh, until probably April because April is a big month for releases. Um, so it probably had a good three months of my attention there, and I don't expect it to like really go away or anything. It's, it's a good record. So, yeah, I just looked it up. It released December, I think ninth is what it said. Okay, which yeah. you're not many usually not many albums release in December, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, SOS, the second studio album of American Singer Songwriter SZA. It was released December 9th, 2022. So, and uh, it was good. I need to revisit again because I haven't listened to it in a while, but I do remember really enjoying it. Uh, so, so yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. Um, so, next up for me, then I'm going to go with another like really heavy. So, I'm not just bouncing off of you this time, uh, but this is one that I talked about a lot when it came out and that I was really, really excited for. 
And that is the album G- by Jesus Peace that I I saw them at Furnace Fest last year. I had no clue who they were. And they were the one band that I didn't know at all that I listened. I was like, oh, I have to stop. I have to listen to this set. This is awesome. Uh, so the album came out in April. The name of it is So Unknown. I actually thought it came out earlier than that, but I guess it didn't come out till April. Uh, but man, do I like this album. It is so heavy. It is so brutal, but it's still got like catchy parts. I just get sucked into it. I was, I listened to it this morning. I thought I was just going to listen to a song or two, just like real quick. And next thing I know, I was like, I had listened to almost the whole album. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, it's like, it's just, to be that heavy, but also like, I don't even know if I'd call it groovy, but like it just grabs your attention. So, and it doesn't like go uh, almost like really, really good, catchy pop, you know, mm-hmm. while it definitely is not that. Uh, so, yeah, I really dig it. Some of my favorite songs on it uh, Silver Lining, the Ga- uh, Gates of Horn, uh, some others. It's just, it's really good. It's, it's inter- it, They keep it interesting while being a very heavy, like hardcore metalcore. I would say metalcore band. Uh, so, but it's one of the he- more brutal, one of the heavier albums this year for me, for sure. But yeah, the Jesus uh, Jesus piece so unknown. It's their second full length, uh, and yeah, I just. I've talked about it a ton on the podcast over the last few months, but uh, I right now it is definitely in my top 10 and it's possible that it may not be at the end of the year, but I doubt it. it it's one, definitely one of my favorite albums of the year for sure. I guess the next one I'm going to talk about, and I wanted to listen to this one today. Um, I did not get a chance to listen to it, but I'm going to say, again, I'm terrible with the album name, so I'm going to look it up right now. So excuse me as I pull the name. Um, Daughter, Stereo Mind Game, uh, their first release, uh, man, seven years was the last release. <clears throat> Unless you're counting the soundtrack they did for the Life is Strange video game, which I'm not, even though there were songs on it they sang in. It's mainly largely instrumental. But uh, this, I, I, I just love this band so much. Um, and I didn't know what to expect for from the new record, but I liked the lead single. Um, I talked about it. I really like what this band does like sonically because there's all these little tiny things and whatnot they build and they uh, on this record um i would say different songs have stood out different times to me i would still say probably one of my favorite is party i love be on your way those are great uh dandelion i remember listening to that one and neptune uh those are some ones like that really stood out to me but uh i just think it's uh it's a record that has potential to be my my top one at the end of the year um i really wish i had time to go back and i wish i would have uh taken the time to go back to listen to this today i probably could have at some point but uh 
man, I felt like that's a missed opportunity because I feel like I could go more on more about it. Because uh, I've listened to songs from it, but not the whole album itself in eh, a couple weeks at least, if not a month. But uh, again, one of those April albums that came out, it was just like such a strong month for releases. But uh, I really enjoyed that one a lot. And I still find myself really um, drawn to this album uh, a couple months later, still like coming back to it and checking in with it. And um, yeah, that's one that I think there was one day where I put it on and just like on vinyl, uh, if you don't understand what I'm saying, but I put it on and just kind of like sat there and read along to the lyrics. Uh, Cause I never, I mean, I looked them up, you know, as I was listening to it, but this is that, that day in particular is when I just kind of laid down and, and was just like reading the lyrics that was on the jacket itself. Uh, or I guess like the inside, um, yeah, not really jacket, but like the, where do you put your vinyl? Like, you know, it has a sleeve, but this was like a lyric liner notes, lyric notes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like more of like your vinyl is in it as well. So, okay. I don't know if I want to call that the inner sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll call it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds good. Um, but yeah, I was, I would just go and read all the lyrics along to as I listened to the record. So this is definitely one that has a very high potential um, as far as being, and against the songwriting, it's these little sonic elements that pop up for me as you're, as they're playing through um, that, that, that draws me to it. So I would say this one is definitely a strong one for me so far in the first six months of the year. Yeah. I mean, that, that was one that you uh, made, you convinced me to give another shot because I didn't get mm-hmm. into it. And I realized I just didn't give it enough attention and I didn't listen to it with the, in the right environment, mainly like with the AirPods and whatnot. Um, and so when I listened to it again, I was like, oh, it's still kind of minimalist. It's parts, but there's definitely a lot more going on that I've missed before. So it is a good album. It's not one that's going to be on my list, I don't think, by any means. Um, but it is it is a good album for sure. Uh, so, uh, all right. So next for me, see, so do I want to go with one that's like a maybe or do I want to go with one that's a, I mean, I don't have that many maybes right now, honestly. Uh, so I'm just going to jump to uh, a, one that's uh, like a very, a very obvious one for me. It's still somewhat, I think of a, Listen, Listen, you cannot put Still Sucks for the third straight year by Limp Biscuit. I don't even know. You can't do it. Uh, every time Three you years bring, in a row, you can't do it, man. Sorry. Every time, you, every time you bring that up, I have forgotten about its existence. And I want to, And my first question again is like, wait, is that actually an album? Um, but no. Uh, so I don't... I still think that this artist is still a little under the radar, though did open for John Mayer some this year. So that's nice. Uh, but Joy Oladokun. Oladokun, uh, I believe. Oladokun. Believe. I believe. Yeah. Uh, Proof of Life is the album. Uh, again, it's just really good singer-songwriter. Brings in uh, different elements uh, uh, to her music. And I really enjoy it. There's some catchiness. There's some, like, poppiness. Uh, there's a, that brings in some soul, uh, one or two tracks. Uh, there's, uh, you know, other elements. She has a few featured, uh, Chris Staples is featured on, um, 
on one of the songs, uh, Sweet Symphony, which is cr- it's a crazy story I talked about on the last, or I talked about it on the episode when it when the album released. But basically, when she decided she was really going to pursue being a, a musician uh, as as her career, she made a list of artists she would love to work with one day, and one of them was Chris Staples. She thought maybe I can write, just be a writer, and this person would like record a song I wrote, and then. Mm-hmm. Chris Staples had his f- people reach out to her. And uh, say, Stapleton. Hey. Yeah, Chris Stapleton. Sorry. Chris Staple- There's a Chris Staples as well. But Chris Stapleton uh, reached out to her and said, Hey, I love, I want to be part of this song, Sweet Center. You know, so just a really cool story there. But yeah, it's a really good album. I love it. It's also an album that it's very inspirational to me. Like she is one of those artists that I say when I listen to this album, when I listen to her, it makes me want to be a better person and make the world a better place. So, Joy Oladokun, Oladokun, yeah, I'm not. I apologize, Joy. Um, but uh, Proof of Life, a great album again, singer songwriter album. I just really, really like it. I like how honest she is. And I like uh, just uh, the passion that she brings. So that's a that's a top one for me for sure. I would say I I, I need a, I've listened to that one twice. Uh, I again I, the first time I saw her was on uh, CBS Saturday Sessions. She was featured on there before the album. Uh, she probably was playing some newer songs, but it definitely was not released. Um, and then she was on the new Alan and AJ record as well as a featured artist. Um, and so when this one came out, I remember I've I worked out and listened to it a couple of times and it's one I definitely need to go back and listen to again. Uh, but I'm, I'm very curious, uh, to, to give that one another play because I've listened to it. I would say at least three times at this point, but there's definitely some good songs there. There's definitely some things that are stand out when you listen to it. Um, this is going to be, this is my personal last one that like would be more of like a contender. And then I'll just mention a few others a little later that I think that I need more attention to these albums. So I don't want to dive into them now, but this next one is, and it's surprising because not that an EP cannot make it onto my list. It's just kind of unexpected it for it to do so, but I really like the new scow EP a lot. It's very, very good. I like the sound that they went for. It still keeps its hardcore elements to it, but it also has a lot of, again, to bring up this like 90s alternative kind of like whole garbage. Uh, those are two bands from the 90s um, uh, kind of sound and bring that to this. I, this is another band that's like, I think they play on Saturday. And they might be like my most anticipated of that day. Like I can't wait to see what they look like on stage, especially seeing the uh, Hate Five Six video uh, that you had sent to me on Instagram. Like I'm super excited and stoked to see this band live and see what they bring, what kind of energy they bring to the stage. Um, the EP is such a nice feature of them too. I think, uh, especially what I don't know if they're going for the sound. I like the the album that was released uh, uh, a few. I think two years ago in 2021. Um, but this EP, I do like it a lot. It's catchy, but it also has these nice like interwoven hardcore elements that, that make it 
still true to probably their their original sound, if you want to call it that, because they've only released two or three EPs. Well, they used the album, and I think they have one or two EPs prior to that album as well. If right, at right. least one, at least yeah. one EP. I think yeah. it's two, but yeah. But Ian, I, I like this a lot. I, is it going to be a year in list? I don't know, but I really like this, and I would love a whole album of like something like this. What's the so, name of it? Uh, <laughs> I know there's a song on it that, but I'm looking it up right now. Uh, if you will uh, bear with me for just a moment, I know and it. it's psychic dance routine. Um, is the name of the uh, the EP and psychic it's dance routine. It's definitely one I've uh, mentioned to other people as well because I feel like I, some people would like this the kind of sound they're going, even though it's maybe more hardcore than probably they would normally listen to. There's some elements here that make it like kind of friendly to the folks that almost don't listen to hardcore. Yeah. Kind of like how the last turnstile album, you know, could, could definitely bring in some people that don't normally listen to hardcore. This one definitely has some that can. No, it's Mm -hmm. really, really good. It's not going to be in my top 10, um, mainly because like, an EP has to be perfect to be in my top mm-hmm. 10 album list. It has to be perfect. And while I like it a lot and I bought it, there's one song on it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, it's such a departure that it doesn't really sound like them to me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the rest of the album, while some of the tracks are much heavier than others, it still very much sounds like them, even the much more like nineties kind of catchy poppy of uh, it still sounds like them. So there's one, because of that one track, there's, it's definitely not going to make my top 10 list because it's an EP. But with that said, it's a very good EP. And I really like this band a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'll do you know, one more main one. Uh, no surprise if you have been listeners of the podcast, uh, but uh, Weather Veins by Jason Isbell mm-hmm. and the 400 Unit. That tracks. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love this album so much. It's the first, I think it's the first time he produced everything. But I mean, he's put out quite a few albums before I was even a, uh, listening to him so it's possible that he produced some of his er really early stuff uh, albums but yeah i really like this album a lot i like a lot of the messaging in it i like a lot of the writing um like i've said before it gets really like it's very impactful on some of the stuff while it's not heavy sonically it just what the tones are heavy. The tones are kind of dark on some tracks. And then some of it is like really pretty kind of playful sounding, uh, just like kind of stripped down Americana, but then still, I mean, even the way, even the rhythm of the singing, the vocals, but then when you listen to what it's about, it's a lot deeper and a lot more powerful than just kind of like a pretty feel good sound. Uh, so, um, yeah, Jason Isbell, Weather Veins. I've talked about it a ton already on the podcast, and I'm, it's going to be in my top 10. Like, there would have to be 10 amazing albums 
to knock it out of the top 10 and probably honestly probably the same per se like jesus peace and um and boy genius maybe joy, but definitely those well, 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 definitely. Like the good thing is, I've heard that Limbiscuit's actually going to do like ten albums this year. I don't like They're probably going to take over your entire, I don't entire top ten. Like Limbiscuit, <laughs> I don't know what was that. What was that? Oh, no don't way. like like you don't know break stuff. That was supposed to be break stuff. That was not break yeah. stuff. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Jason Isbell, the 400 unit weather vanes. That is uh, such a great, just piece of song, uh, such a great album of uh, songwriting front to back. I like every track and also such a great, uh, like Americana album as well. So, yeah. I have some others that I think could be potential candidates. Um, And it's like, I just need to spend more time with them. And the first one, and again, it's because I, I want to listen with headphones in, but the, um, well, I have to get the name of the album and I'm going to like mess it up if I don't. So, uh, bear with me for a second, but, you, um, you are usually the more prepared of the two of us. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, scaring the hose by JPEG mafia and Danny Brown. It's, yeah, I, you're not you your head there. It. Yeah, you mentioned this album to me, and I did listen to it. Yeah, I, it's an album that like I need to spend more time with to see, you know, how does it hold up. Uh, it's an album that I listened to the like a, a few times through and really enjoyed. Um, I would say, I feel like even though I've not, <laughs> I've only listened to like half of it, but I feel like Killer Mike is another record that could be up there for me by the time I actually give it some listen. Again, you heard my last episode. I got to listen to about half of the work, and I have not picked up on it yet. So um, that's another one I would like to go. I feel like that is I have on my list here, mainly because by the end of the year, I definitely want to like really spend some time with that record and see if how much I like it compared to his last album and the uh, Run the Jewels albums as well. And the other one I have um, kind of on here, and I, I want to make sure I think it's because I think it's. I think I know the name, but I don't want to butcher it. So I'm looking it up right now. Oh man, I should have trusted my instincts. I know it. Um, I really liked the uh, Heroes and Villains album. It also came out in December, uh, December 2nd. It's from Metro Boomin, who's mainly a producer. So call him like a, a better DJ Khaled or not as commercial DJ Khaled. He does a lot of stuff for like the uh, Atlanta type scene. And so you have love like Future and Don Tolliver, uh, 21 Savage, Young Thug. You have a lot of them popping up a lot on here. And so I just kind of like the, the sonic elements of it. It's kind of like some uh, definitely a newer hip hop album focus. But again, he's just producing uh, from this album. Uh, I did listen to this before Boy Genius a few weeks ago, though. <laughs> Oddly enough, I listened to Metro Boomin. And so... Um, I don't know if it stood out to me from that listen as much as it did earlier in the year. So I, I definitely want to spend more time with it to see uh, what I still feel about it. But I did like that one a lot as well. So those are probably like some other ones. Um, again, it's an EP, so I don't think it's going to make it. But 
the the Manchester Orchestra EP released this year is another one I really really liked, but I don't know just being an EP if it could get into that album type list for me just because it's it's good, but I don't know you know. But that's another one I really really enjoyed this year so far. Yeah, and um, I got a few as well that might make the list. And then also I was just thinking, you know, like. I don't know what made me think of this, but obviously there's more albums to come that mm-hmm. could bump some of these out. And one of those being uh, the singles from Teenage Wrist have been oh. really good. And so we'll see what that whole album's like when it comes out. Uh, but so some others that might make my list, um, Drain, another hardcore, uh. yeah, another hardcore band, uh, that I've been really, really liking. Also going to be at Furnace Fest. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that album. Living Proof, which is funny because you have Proof of Life by Joy Oladokun. And then I have Living Proof by Drain. But that's, that's a very fun album. And that may make my list also... Uh, the new Foo Fighters is a, in some uh, ways, yes. in some ways, it's very much a return to their more '90s sound. Um, but it's such a it, it's such a heartfelt album too, because it's the first album after the death of uh, of uh, Taylor Hawkins. Hawkins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some it's reason, Taylor was, Hawkins. For some reason, I was sec- guessing myself with the drummer that passed away. It surprised everyone. Um, so. It's their first album after his after he after he passed away, so, and and a lot of the music you can tell is impacted by that. A lot of the songs, so it's I really like it. It's a good chance it might make my list. Um, Little Yachty, he was on my list of maybes that yeah. hasn't. Yet, but I've really enjoyed how funky and like Tame Impala ish it is. Like. Uh, you know, like that the first song is very Pink Floyd on the album. I always want to call the album Black Seminole, which that's the song, not the album. Um, but I, I keep I always I always mess up and that's what I want to call it. Uh, but the actual the actual name of the album is Let's Start Here. And it just surprised a lot of people because it's not a rap album. Mm-mm. Um it's more of like a funk kind of like funk and soulful album uh, if you like tame and Impala, mm-hmm. you will probably like this little yachty record because it's yeah. very funky it's in a good way uh, yeah there's definitely some like rock elements and that kind of like psychedelic uh, rock um but but no it's i really like it a lot so i think it might make it for sure uh, there's definitely a possibility of that uh also um just another one that i has a really good chance of making it is uh Carolyn Rose. That was yes. an a, had never heard of her before and I keep going back to it. It came out earlier in the year, it came out in March, but uh The Art of Forgetting. And so that's another one that might make it for me uh, cuz I do really I do really like it and um and then just as one more, because uh, you mentioned it, that Killer Mike album is so good. It's too early for me to say it's on my list, but <laughs> it is 
good. It, it, as someone that doesn't listen to rap a ton, uh, and and part of, and then wants has been saying, you know, I want to, I need to focus this year, and I have tried to make it a focus this year to listen to rap more. Uh, it is good. It's only been out like what two weeks. Uh, the name of the album is Michael, mm-hmm. which obviously is his first name. But yeah, Whew. that is a good album. <laughs> yeah, I, I've listened to the whole thing at least twice, and I've like listened to it sparingly, sparingly other times, but all the way through at least twice. So yeah, that one that one has a good shot of making my my list as of right now. You reminded me with your uh, teenage wrist comment that I really want to buy Chrome Neon Jesus on vinyl. And so I had to pull that up real quick. I haven't bought it yet, but I might by the end of the night before I go to bed. I really do like their first record a lot. And I, I can't wait for that. You, you, you nailed some good ones there um, that were albums that I have on my list. Like, obviously, Killer Mike, I mentioned that. I feel like it's one that I will like when I, <laughs> honestly, when I listen to it. Um, but Lil Yachty is another one that I'd really like to. I was listening to, or I heard Tame Impala the other day, and I was like, man, this, like, it just is super funky like that. So that's another record. And uh, Teenage Wrist, I'm glad you're enjoying them, especially with them playing, playing Furnace Fest uh, two and a half ish, so months from now. Um, so yeah, that, that's a band I, I really kind of want to see live because I did like the last record so much, and I really, Crobany uh, on Jesus, the first record they put out, has grown on me so much since then, too. So. Good, good ones there that I noticed. Um, I still have not listened to Jason Isbell, the new one, Brother Vane, so I should give that one some play too. Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't listen to as much of the kind of like Americana stuff as I do, mm-hmm. but I, I could see you getting into it. And I mean, the, also the fact like a lot of the boy genius and especially the Lucas Do- Lucy Dacus, um, she, Lucy Dacus, uh, she's so more Amer- in my opinion, more more Americana, borderline folk than Julian or Phoebe. But I mm-hmm. feel like because you do like some of that stuff, I could see you. I could see it fitting into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um. So, do you have uh, anything else you wanted to mention, or should we nah. just go straight up to the next episode? Yeah, I think that should do it. This is a good, you know, like a little bit, little bit of sports because there's not a lot going on right now for us because neither one of us are huge into baseball. And then, um, yeah, this is a good like halfway point episode for us, you know, talking on the album so far. I'm excited to see what comes uh, the rest of the year. And there's a lot of other good albums I've enjoyed this year, that, but they don't right now they're not in the running for the top 10 because they're like, they're good. I don't know. We'll see. I'm expecting that there's a good chance other stuff will come out that may surpass them. Uh, but these are ones that for me, you know, have either already cemented or are very likely to cement um, their space in my top 10 this year. Before we go, one last thing I knew I wanted to point out here. I just got to reach over here. Grab it. So I got some spins coming tomorrow and I got uh, a bootleg version of Chevelle. Point number one. Yeah. It's, it's a bootleg of it. 
because it's never been officially pressed on vinyl. Right. And someone was selling it in one of the vinyl groups for, I think, 45 I talked to them a couple bucks off, and that included the shipping. But I'm very excited to give this one a listen because it, it is a good record. Uh, it, you know, The first three Chevelle records are like by Chevelle Jam, kind of like where I really like them a lot. So it's something that's never been pressed on vinyl. I bought this on CD years ago. I probably still have it somewhere, um, but it was really cool to get that. And then this next one that I'm showing you was on my please press list for a very long time. Um, I bought it at one point when Scott and I were in Pittsburgh and uh, it was when I was going through pretty much like I would listen to a band and then I'd start going through uh, the whole entire roster of the label. So this was when I was checking out Fuel by Ramen a lot, but they finally pressed um, Paper Cut Chronicles by Jim Class Heroes. Oh, there it is. Trying to get us on the picture there. Um, right. It's on emerald green, and this was a Amazon exclusive. So I don't know if other retailers or whatnot have it, but um, I love this record so much. So yeah, it's really cool to finally have this one on vinyl because uh, as cool as cruel school children is a fine record. Uh, I mean, you know, for for what it is, I'm not saying it's a great record or anything. And but this one was like really my like jam for Jim Class Hero. So to get this on a pressing and it's green, which is even cooler. So I can't wait to spin those tomorrow. Since I'm off, I will be spinning those uh, during workout or something. But yeah, looking forward to that. And with that being said, uh, Top Plays Podcast, we are going to do uh, I. The definitely won't post on the same day, but be on the lookout for, I will say later in the week. I don't want to give any certain time frame, but later in the week, we're going to have a heater episode and uh, it's going to have some favorite songs of the year so far and yep. check it out. It's on Spotify. Uh, even if we may mention some of the, some songs maybe from albums we mentioned so far and some may not be. And one of the things even I go back and be like I said, I was like, I go back to listen to it to see what you picked. Now I've sometimes skipped my part because, you know, I know I like it and don't need to hear the song. So I just want to hear it. But it's kind of cool to, to hear some music maybe you're not familiar with or maybe new to you. Maybe you missed it this year and kind of like, oh, cool. I, I missed this. I'll go check out the album now. Or I've not listened to this artist ever because maybe I never gave him the chance. So it's just a cool way to do that. And uh, it's just a fun episode to do. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it. This has been a good episode for, and a good, like I said, a good halfway point of the year for albums. But yeah, um, I'm excited to also get the heater again. You can listen to this one anywhere, um, as you obviously are if you're listening right now. The heater episode specifically on Spotify because you actually get to listen to the song as well. So even if you don't have Spotify, uh, go on there, check out that episode because it's fun. Yeah. All righty. Laters.